Hi, people. Welcome. This is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are currently live in the breakout room. This is the third episode of season four of the breakout room, and we welcome you all. And we hope that this episode will bring you all the tools that you need to get to acquire our three watchwords, health, happiness, and prosperity. Today, we have a special guest lined up for you in the breakout room. He is a trained alchemist, trainer, coach, and the CEO of a multi-million dollar company. So let's introduce our guest live in the breakout room, the man of the moment, John Hernandez. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you doing, John? I'm doing great. And yourself? Wonderful. Thank you for asking. So good to have you live with us in the breakout room. So, John, I'm really excited about this program. I'm looking forward to hearing some amazing stuff about mm -hmm. what you're doing. And I want to share something with you that you said. Sure. The question that you ask is, who am I? And then you said, first and foremost, I am passionate about facilitating someone on their journey to their fullest potential. And this is the part that thrills me. It truly feeds my soul. Share that with us. It sounds so virtuous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it is. I mean, at this point in my life, um, I'm really looking at, you know, who comes next. I've stood on a lot of shoulders of those that have come before me and that have trained and mentored me uh, and those that are long gone that have mentored me that don't know. Um, and now, now it's time to move that forward in my life. So I'm, I'm moving from one thing in alchemy to another thing. That's what we do in alchemy. We move from one state to another state. And so at this point in my life, I'm really focusing uh, a lot of the work on teaching and coaching and mentoring those next folks that'll be there after I'm long gone to, to, to move themselves forward and, and to create the life that they want. And that yeah. does warm my soul. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks for sharing, John. So for the purpose of understanding what you do, how does one become an alchemist? What does it take? What is required for us to know what one needs to do to achieve the position, the post, or the requirement necessary for one to become an alchemist? There's, uh, there's a famous author and, and mythologist, anthropologist, uh, Joseph Campbell. Mm -hmm. And many of you may know him, but he talks about the call, the call, which is something that, that, you know, peaks in interest, maybe, I don't know how else to put it. And, and there might be a call there, there might be something more. And I'm not sure what that more is, or what the possibilities are. But that's the first step hearing a call to, to go a little to find out what's behind the veil, so to speak. And, and so that's the first thing. And that call might be, hey, there's something where well, my life is great. I, I, don't really need anything else, but you know, maybe there's something more, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, okay, I want to work on my health or, or, you know, uh, 
work on my uh, joy. There's a big piece that most uh, don't work on or, or whatever, or maybe a spiritual path. And so even though my life is going great, there might be something more out there. If right. there are challenges in my life, then what's, what's in my way? What can I move through? Yeah. And that's where alchemy really comes in or, or what I basically what I do is I take that very ancient art and science and I move it into a contemporary way. Right. So that, so that folks can adjust their internal landscape to create the life that they want. So you don't need to be trained as okay. an alchemist to do that. Um, that's what I'm here for is to help give you the tool set without going into a long involved historical context and philosophical and, and yeah. doing all that. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to do that as well. I love doing that, but that's <laughs> not necessary to achieve, to achieve those pieces in your life that you might want. Yeah. And so what kind of mindset does it take, John? How can one come to a place where they can observe these basic principles and apply them to their lives? We have so many challenges today that we are faced with. How can someone use all that you have spoken about, get that mindset so that they can attain that extra edge, know something more about what they don't know to help them have a better lifestyle? That's a great question. Um, two words, fierce curiosity. All right. <laughs> that's, the All right. First, that's the first requirement. Um, something that, again, that, 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 want, that there's, a, there's an internal want that there's something different that might be out there. And mm -hmm. what, that, what that is and how it can help me or, or those that are seeking, that's uh -huh. the real key. So fierce curiosity is the first mindset to have, be curious, curious about yourself, what might be possible. Um, and then the second thing is take a risk, take yeah. a risk, really looking deep. One of the tenets in alchemy is, is um, going deep, seeing what you find there, and rectifying it, and that uncovers the mystery of what we call the philosopher's stone, or the mystery of who you really are that lies deep down inside. Once that is achieved, um, then it's a constant work of reminding and being in touch with that, and that's what will drive you to create the life that you want. Yeah, great, thanks for sharing. Sounds really interesting. So. How did you manage to get involved in the audiovisual industry? What 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 was that like for you, John? Oh, that's a there's a long question. So I don't know <laughs> if you can kind of see behind me. There's a drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a professional drummer as well right. as everything else, and I've been okay. that, that way for all my life, basically. Wow. And I realized at a very uh, young impressionable age in my 20s that it probably wasn't going to make a living doing that so okay. what i did is i created a life that was intertwined with music mm -hmm. and so all my professional life i've been working in industries that are intertwined with music and now i've had my own company now for the last 12 years that um that works on all stages of that from from yeah. large you know, venue uh, 
PA systems, you know, for concerts to to boardrooms to everything that has to do with reproducing audio. And then now visual is a big piece too. Wow. So that's how I got into it because I wanted to stay connected to, to my music roots. Okay, great. Thanks for sharing, John. So you have been an entrepreneur and you built a multi-million dollar corporation. What are some of the challenges that you face along the way while building these corporations? I think people need to know that yeah. every step that you take will have challenges, yeah. but then you probably have found a way to overcome them. And as a result, you became successful. But it would have cost you some resources, some time, some learning, some understanding of what the process was like. What are some of the challenges that you face that now helps you to help others achieve the success that you did? Sure. Well, one of the costs was my hair. I had a full head of hair when I started. <laughs> natural, <laughs> natural. <laughs> so... Um, the challenges were, um, do I have, do I have what it takes to do it? Mm. Will anybody believe in my vision? Mm -hmm. uh, will I believe in my vision? Right. Um, will I give up the first time a major roadblock hits? I like, right. I like to tell folks that I've had, um, epic successes and biblical level failures Wow. along the way. Right. And, and guess what? It's not a linear path. In other words, yes, I started, we, you know, my business partner and I started from nothing, literally, you know, grabbing anything we could to sell to now where we are with this company with eight states and multiple reps all over the place and, mm -hmm. and, and, and that. Um, but it's not linear. It's not like, okay, we did this, then we did this, yeah. we did this, yeah. and now we hit this level of success. Now we're building. No, you know, mm -hmm. two steps forward, four steps back. And then another three steps forward and another step back. And then maybe six steps forward and another three steps back. So it's, it's, and we talked, uh, we talked about alchemy a little bit. And part yeah. of that is we know, or I know that the path um, is never always ascending. It'll ascend and then it'll plateau. Then sometimes it goes down. Um, but actually it will always continue to rise up. If I continue to do the work, if I don't let those biblical level failures knock me off my game mm -hmm. uh, or prevent me from taking new risks or new challenges. And that's really the key. And so having the internal landscape to work through that, because you can't go around any of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. To work through it is really critical. And, and I'll finish with this on this long, long answer to your question. Um, <laughs> in alchemy, we're taught to, to harmonize or balance the three, what we call the three levels of reality, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Yeah. And so physical means, you know, eating as eating as right as possible, you know, taking care of your body, your physical world. And that also can mean your, your financial health, and how you are in the world with finances. Um, so all those things, health, finances, um, community, those are physical. Psychological world, that's the bridge between the spiritual and the physical. And a lot of times the psychological world feeds the physical or can mm -hmm. impact the physical in yeah. not such a great way. So keeping the mind 
open, keeping the mind curious about continuing to do the work. Then the spiritual is the easiest and hardest of all. It is to remain open to possibilities. It's the easiest and yet it's the hardest because when I get an inspiration, um, is it a fantasy? Is it a daydream? Or is it something that I can work with? So yeah, it's working yeah. with all these things all the time. And, uh, and that's why it's called the great work because it's ongoing. It's not necessarily easy, but it's, it can be fun along the way as well. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Sharon, for sharing that, John. Are there any individuals or group of people that you are currently mentoring? Um, I know that you're probably thinking about the future, continuity, that kind of stuff. Are there any specific individuals or group of people that you're saying, I see some potential in this person or these guys or this group of people, and I want to share what I've learned and accomplished with them so that at least from that perspective, it can continue mm -hmm. and grow and develop. Yes. And planting those seeds with those folks, I, I have actually quite a few. I, I, I work in very different, in, in multiple different modalities. And to watch them really come into their own sense of internal presence and power. Yeah. And create, create things that, that I, you know, it's, it's surpasses what I've done. Right. That's my biggest key of success. Right. If, if I can somehow, <coughs> excuse me, help them realize the life they want, their dream. Um, and they surpass everything I've done. That's, I love it. And along the way, I'm yeah. learning from them too. Uh -huh. right. You know, it's not a one-way street. It's not like I'm carrying the wisdom of the universe. Uh -huh. I'm opening up tools and pathways. <clears throat> and then as we do the work, I'm learning just as much from, from them than they are from me. And it's really that synchronicity that's a real beautiful dance. Yeah. Sounds like you're truly feeding your soul, John. I love it. <laughs> I am. It took me a while, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a thumbs up. Somebody likes that from the comment section. We appreciate, <laughs> we appreciate that. So in terms of a young individual now, let's just say, mm -hmm. considering all the challenges that we are faced with economically, socially, even politically, but we don't want to go down that road. No. Let's just imagine that a young individual, a young entrepreneur, wants to start business and they need guidance. They need to be told, okay, this is the tools that you need to have. This is the resources that you need to have. But as you said, internally, there must be some sense of awareness, some sense of consciousness. How do you guide them in a manner in which they can then say, okay, I get it. I can apply. And even if it doesn't turn out the way that they expect it to be, at least they would have given themselves the opportunity, the chance to do something that they believe in. How would you guide them, John? Well, that's another good question. Um, so what I know about uh, my daughter's generation, she's in her early 30s now. Yeah. And yeah. those that, that are the next generation after her all of a sudden, um, 
and those that are in my generation is that <laughs> a lot of a lot a lot of this has to do with um, going from point A to point B, and point B could be okay. I have a business system, and this business system is well laid out, and I have all the tools I need to start creating the business. But what do I do to get from here to here? And it's like, oh, well, I'm not thinking about that. Or mm -hmm. you know, that that's not important. Only the only the logistics piece of it is important. All right. Well, this is where I think I can come in and, and really facilitate. Because the, the the logistics are one thing, but having the internal landscape to move to that point and to move through that point is really the critical part. So I think uh, what I see with a lot of young folks is they haven't been exposed to this type of work yet um, for various reasons. You know, it's not really taught in school, at least that mm. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, skill sets like that are just not taught. And and they used to be taught in the old uh, in the old school. Mm. It was very much um, talked about the concept of know thyself. Yeah. Which is yeah. which is code word for doing this internal work. And it's not this deep internal, you know, heavy duty thing. And, and you know, like I said, it can be fun. Um there's a lot of imagery that I use in the work right. that stimulates that that connection to the subconscious. <coughs> Excuse me. And from there, all things are possible. Okay. So wh why do I use imagery? That might be another question. Um, <laughs> imagery is critical in alchemy. If anybody's ever looked at any looked up alchemy anywhere online and see all these bizarre images. And there's mm. lots of lots of images that alchemists use as kind of a, a code word for other alchemists to read into it. They can decide okay. these images. But more importantly, a picture is worth a thousand words. Yes. And we know we know from research that imagery connects with the subconscious instantly. Whereas, you know, if you shut if podcast off when we're when we're completed with it and, and in two days from now, or maybe in, in 20 minutes from now, you might forget 85% yeah. of everything I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But if I, I pull it. up an image after we worked with that image, immediately there's an emotional charge, a connection, and that brings then an adjustment in your behavior. And that's what helps create then all the logistical pieces for business and all the other parts of it, you know, the accounting parts and all those other things working mm. with working and training your your team which yeah. is a critical part of the work that we do so all those things so that's I, i'm at the beginning of the step is kind of where okay I like it. okay yeah. and other coaches are are at different levels and there's so many great coaches out there that have business systems that are far beyond what i've done and right. so great you work with them too work with me to get to that point and as a team so it's, it's a wonderful thing yeah. Thank you for sharing, John. So folks, the theme for this particular episode is leadership, emotional intelligence, and abundance with John Hernandez. He has been tremendously successful as an alchemist, a trainer, coach, and CEO of a multi-million dollar 
company. We know, John, that there are many byproducts of success that people seek before the success even comes sometimes. And this can cause them to lose their way virtuously. The question I want to ask you is, how did you manage to keep your inner values and at the same time achieve the level of success that you did? Because your innermost personal values may not necessarily have to line up with the external success that you have in life. And we can bring storm success or brand it in any different form or fashion. But I do know what most people understand is that the house, the cars, the traveling, the vacation, uh, the, extra, the extra zeros in your bank account, the extra time you might have, those are just byproducts. That's right. Success starts with you first as the individual internally. How did you manage to keep your internal values intact and at the same time put some values out there to achieve the success that you did? Well, this goes back to the very first thing I said, fierce curiosity. So mm -hmm. that level of fierce curiosity, I look in the mirror. Uh-huh. And and I and I work with those pieces of me A that I'm aware of that are in my way and B I keep uncovering things that I may not be aware of yet. Okay. Or I work with others that can see things that I can't see. Right. And then uh and then I don't push them aside. I don't mm -hmm. deny them anymore. I yeah. say, okay, that's part of my internal landscape. So now what do I do? And mm. that's when I get to work with those individual pieces. And those are very much in line with, with how I work in the company, how I treat my yeah. business partner. You know, most, right. most partnerships fail after a few years. Wow. You know, yeah. There's infighting. There's all this. We, you know, my business partner and I, are as strong now 12 years later as we were when we started. We talk mm. on the phone probably 20 times a day. <laughs> right. Constantly working uh, together uh, to move the company forward. And um, th this is really part of it because we're doing the work internally and mm -hmm. together. And the same way that I treat those of us, those that work with me. Same, right. Same yeah. thing. Or those that I mentor, you know, we're constantly working this edge together. You know, okay. where are we? Where are our values? All right. How are we in the world? Are we are we truly authentic to ourselves? Mm -hmm. That's the big key because a lot of times in in this work, what we'll find as you work with me that you may have various masks that you wear in the okay. world. Yeah. I have a mask that I wear at work. I have a mask that I wear in my relationship. Wow. The mask that I wear in my community. Mm. What, what's underneath that? What's below uh, and before that mask? That's right, what right. I'm interested in working with. And okay. the sooner you start removing those masks, the more of that personal success that doesn't have to do with money, although mm -hmm. that byproduct of it, yeah. um, can have. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because... As you speak about working with people, I, I'm just going to read something that I find very interesting. And this person says, John has taken me through many a challenge, worry, frustration. And in each case, 
he facilitated a lens of clarity for me to see that this was actually an opportunity, a force for grounding and resetting to what is needed in the moment. Katrina Markov. Mm-hmm. Where is she coming from, John? I know you, you could remember that. It was your personal experience. Yes. Um, so in alchemy, very briefly, um, it's a, th- th- there's a term called transmutation, which is uh-huh. moving things from one state to another. So we've heard the lead to gold. You know, the alchemists, a lot, some of the practical uh, laboratory alchemists at one point were trying to work with metals. Mm-hmm. We're working with metals, actually. Okay. And they were trying to move it from one state to a new state. Mm-hmm. Not always so successful, but they did discover a lot of other cool things while trying to do that. Um, but transmutation is a permanent form of transformation. In other words, you can't go back. So like a, like a chrysalis to a butterfly. Once the butterfly is born, it doesn't go back to being a chrysalis again. It's always so that's a transmutation. So what we do is is we take these these limiting beliefs or we take these things that these challenges and we work with them for them instead of becoming an obstacle to becoming something that we can use and transmute into something that's that's working for us in our lives whether that's an emotional block or whether that's a challenge with a working piece, you know, an actual logistical piece or whatever that might be. So we use, I, again, I use this modality to help folks through that. It's the same modality that I use for myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. And, so, and, I, so, so how, how do I do that? Just real quickly. Uh-huh. It's done with a lot of imagery. It's done yeah. with a lot of working with things that you can have actual practical tool sets in the moment, Mm -hmm. not some Mm -hmm. esoteric thing where I'm sitting down and, you know, meditating for three hours to do. No, I need something now, like in this moment, I'm walking into, into my boss's office and asking for a raise, you know, what do I, what do I do in that, you know, one minute span? So these are the kind of tool sets that I I hope to. Okay. Great. Great. So, when you work, I am assuming that you would have worked with leaders of corporations, companies, um, maybe sporting teams or whoever. We have so many different genres of leadership that exist in the world today. What are some of the challenges that they tell you they face that they need to iron out? And you did mention limiting beliefs and stuff, which is basically conditionality or a state of mind that people go through from time to time as a challenge getting from one place to the next but what from a leadership perspective what are some of the things that they are saying that they actually need to work out iron out so that their leadership style whatever it is becomes much more effective and efficient and achieves the goal and the vision of the organization that they represent another great question and that's 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 a wide ranging question. It is rather different for each, but Uh I'd say overall uh, you, you touched on it. Emotional intelligence is, Mm -hmm. is, is kind of a key word right now, but long before that in Egypt, it was called intelligence of the heart. So this is a concept that goes back close to 5,000 years because the, 
the Egyptians thought that the heart was really the center, not the brain. Mm. So much. Yeah, yeah. But we know that in order in in order to really be strong leaders, we can't be all one or the other. We can't be all heart or all head. We have to bridge these two mm-hmm. and work with them in combination. Yeah. And and that not not only will bring an internal peace and an internal creativity, but it opens the doorways to all kinds of possibilities, not just for the leader, because the leader is the visionary, the one who sets the tone uh, for the various, uh, I'll say, kingdoms that, mm-hmm. that the sovereign male or female is, is leading. Yeah. And so within that, you know, how do I carry that vision and how do I enroll my team to want to follow that vision? Well, it's not by using all thinking and all strategy and numbers and reports and all these kind of things that could be part of it. And it's not all just complete, you know, I love everything. And, you know, it's, it's the combination of the two. It's really that balance. And it's, it's, it's in alchemy, we call it the, the, the marriage of the soul and Luna, the sun and the moon, the fire and the water, you know, those types of things. So it's really working with connecting this bridge that allows, it allowed me to see the, the bigger vision. And from that vision then is bred intuition and then passion. And that's what's infectious to my team to myself, to my clients, because it's it's organic. I'm not putting on, I'm not putting on a mask now. I'm being authentic to me, and so that passion comes out in in a very very organic way, and it becomes in, infectious. So yeah. that that I feel is a big piece uh, for leadership. It was for me anyway, and and I see I see a lot of leaders still struggling with that. It's mm. it's either um, like I said, it's it's a lot of either one or the other, and the ones that are really balanced, those are the ones that I want to follow. Okay. Sure. So. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing. We appreciate that, John. Now, in terms of what we see happening in the world today with regards to AI, how much of a role does that play, or not much, in terms of how you disseminate information? and share the virtuous stuff that you do with people in terms of your clients and those that you are mentoring and so on? Interesting question. Um, AI. Uh, so <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of my mentors actually talked about uh-huh. this years ago in a, in, a, in a conference, not so much about AI specifically, but about... Right. What happens when we take alchemy and separate it out and we take it, we take it out of technology, Ah. technology, you know, alchemy was a science that, that incorporated everything. There was no differentiation between psychology, spirituality, um, hard sciences, physics, chemistry, astronomy, math. They were all kind of rolled together, but now we've got all these separate things. So unless, you know, his point was, unless we started incorporating these things, technology can run rampant. And Mm. I think 
we've seen that in some cases and they're trying to <laughs> i'm reading all these things they're trying to put the genie back in the bottle so to speak wow yeah. but it's you know what 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 we can do we can't really put the genie back so we have to live with these types of newer technologies so it's even to me it's even more important now to be connected to our authentic essence that part of us that we may have a glimpse of may, maybe we've never seen it before and work from that place and and then then we can put technology into place as tools that they are instead of you know something that's going to to run everything because yeah. creativity still comes from us yeah you know yeah. imagination is is key nothing was ever created without imagination so exactly yeah so working with that and keeping the technology as a tool and not as a way that it's going to you know take everything over that i'm doing and keeping keeping your own authenticity in place that's to me the only only way through all this because yeah. it's only going to get more intense as we go <laughs> as we go on yeah yeah and and we have so many people coming out of silicon valley and all over the place with many different you know touches of of hey try this level try that level we're going to create different things here oh it's it's amazing Mm -hmm. So, folks, we have been listening to John Hernandez as he speaks about leadership, emotional intelligence, and abundance. And as we continue to do so, we just want to remind you that we appreciate your comments and your questions as this episode is going live. We will break for a short minute or maybe less, and we'll be right back with John Hernandez, alchemist, trainer, coach, and multi-million dollar success individual. Stand by. FindRadioGuest.com The place to click to find guests to interview for free. And if you're a radio show booker, podcaster, talk show host, or television producer, then this is the place to get podcasts and radio interviews or promote your books and products as a guest expert sponsor. FindRadioGuest.com check it out yeah so we are back with john hernandez as we are speaking about leadership emotional intelligence and abundance so john here's a multi-million dollar question for you <laughs> if people or persons are having serious struggles in their personal relationships uh, let's let's say husband wife family that kind of thing mm -hmm. How does any of what you do from the alchemy perspective able to, if applied properly, help them to resolve some of the problems, challenges, or restore family issues that they are currently experiencing? Another great question. The, the work impacts all aspects of our lives. Okay. Business is, is, a, is one. Yeah. But it's the exact same work that impacts me as a father mm -hmm. or as a husband mm -hmm. in relationship. All right. Because really, again, it's all about what's coming from here. Right. And what happens is we begin to, to uncover more of this. We can get to see who we are and what our impact is or has been 
in our relationship. And that typically will open up doors of communication. But relationship also, there are two people involved or more if there's children yeah. or community, yeah. however you want to frame it. Right. Um, but for relationship to be successful, what I've found, my wife and I have been together for, I think, close to, I think next year's 30 years now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I had been, I had been married before then multiple times and I was the common denominator. Go figure. Okay. <laughs> um, so wow. it really wasn't until I started doing my own internal work. And then, like I said, it's a two, it's a two person piece. So now the other person also needs to do the work and then we do the work together. And that's, that's one of the keys, I think. Okay. But before that, because you really only have control over you, not someone else, is that's where you have to be, again, fiercely curious. What's my part in this? Where can I go from here? And what can I do to at least get in touch with that part of myself? And I guarantee you, it'll change your life. It'll make you a better parent. Uh, it'll help all those relationships uh, move forward. And even if it's a even if it's a piece where maybe maybe it's the time when there needs to be a separation, maybe you you have to get the tools to do that in a good way. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Thank you for sharing, John. I want to pull back the trot a little bit, and I just want to focus on some simple, basic stuff. Mm -hmm. How important is dieting and exercise? Because you mentioned three dimensions, the physical, yep. psychological, the spiritual. How important is dieting and exercise in the process in terms of self-care, self-development, and that kind of perspective? Uh, for me, it's critical. Um, okay. And I'm not uh, – I'm really of the, the, the Mediterranean – belief which is moderation okay uh, more than strict types of diets that have to be looking a certain way whether it's vegetarian or keto or wh whatever the, the the current labels are it's really about moderation and for me it was about making adjustments in my diet that didn't impact my 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 love of food i'll just say <laughs> <laughs> But I can yeah. make small small changes that really make a difference. And that, that could uh -huh. be a whole other episode of what I've done in that. Uh -huh. um, and exercise, exercise helps that bridge that we talked about, the heart and the head, mm. the, the emotional side. Because without doing exercise, I, first of all, I can't even imagine. I've been exercising all my life. Yeah. And I, I do every day I go on a long walk outside. And then I do other types of physical exercises, stretching and things. It's just, it, it keeps my body, which is the temple that holds my psyche and my soul, uh, in you know open enough to where that's not distracting me from from everything else. Right. So physical exercise and diet is important, uh, but it doesn't mean just to, to deprive or to punish or to anything like that, you know, and again, for me, the motivation was find a way to 
to enjoy doing these things, have fun doing these things. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm going to take a walk every day, a long walk. Well, well, that's boring. And I don't want to do that. I don't have time <laughs> to do that. Well, you know, uh, truth be told, I'll out myself right now. Uh -huh. I'm, that's when I call clients a lot of times on my walk. Okay. So yeah. I'm actually working and walking. I just don't like to, you know, have something stepping in my office all the time. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm out, I'm out in, in nature and doing all these things and making yeah. the calls on the yeah. weekends. I'm, I'm listening to folks like you podcasts and I'm learning. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, John. We appreciate that. Yeah. So on that note, I'm going to ask you just three questions. Sure. And, um, you have a choice. Maybe it's one or two um, in the first question, and then it's about three or four in the second question, and the last one is two. So you're going to tell me which one you choose and why you made the choice. So as we were talking about food and stuff, here is question number one. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be ham and cheese or peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Um, <laughs> I'd say... For me, I, I'd uh -huh. go peanut butter and jelly, but I'd use an organic, really good, nice peanut butter, and the same uh -huh. with a uh, low sugar on the uh, on the spread as well. <laughs> All right, I hear you. So, why would you make that choice? Um, ham can have a lot of nitrates in it and additives mm. to it that yeah. are not so healthy. Uh, yeah. Cheese isn't bad. I love cheese. If you know, if it were a good cheese, that would be, be good. But it, but it holds, you know, it's it holds dairy and stuff. But I don't deprive myself from cheese. There are times uh, when I'm visiting Europe or visiting here, and I have a, a cheese night, and I'll eat cheese. Yeah. But if I were to choose between the two, plus I love peanuts, so okay. that was kind of an easy choice. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Appreciate that. I don't have to deprive in order to. <laughs> I get that. So question number two, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's multi, it's like probably three or four. Is it the NHL, the NFL, the NBA, or is it Sunday evening baseball? Um, I, I, I'll tell you my truth. It's none uh -huh. of the above. Ah, wow. <laughs> is it, what, what is your sporting inspiration or connection, if there's any? Um, I, I was uh, a soccer football player mm. uh, for yeah. many years as a young man. And, uh, I, I enjoyed that. And now at this point in my life, uh, the sports that I do are really walking, hiking mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, and travel travels, right. travels, my, my real passion. Okay. Yeah. Um, great. And so I don't, I don't, I don't connect with a lot of sports. Although again, truth be told, if the 49ers, it looks like they're in the playoffs, I'll probably <laughs> watch them because they're my local team. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, or if the Warriors are, are in the playoffs, you know, it's exciting for the playoffs, but outside of that, it's, it's, um, it's just not part of my life. Now, if you ask yeah. the music a question, that would be different. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, well, when when I saw the drum set in the back, I immediately remembered one of my mentors, although he probably is not even aware, Phil Collins. Oh, yes. Super talented guy. Phenomenal drummer. 
phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, yeah. great. So, final one, John. Mm-hmm. We have two giants in the technology race. One is Apple. One is Microsoft. Which one would you choose? <laughs> That's an interesting one because you're. Uh, I'm looking at you on my Mac right now. <laughs> that so says a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been using Apple products for for since the first Apple IIe computer came out. For those yeah. folks ancient like me that can remember that piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I actually do have a a PC. I'm looking over a PC that I use for certain things that only work on mm-hmm. PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been a Mac guy, part of it because the music in Mac uh, software is really good. And I'm just used to the, I like everything uh, talking to each other, my phone and okay. iPad and all that stuff. So yeah, Mac. There you go. But I Thank use you Excel. So I don't yeah. use, I don't use the Mac programs. I use Excel, Microsoft for, for Word and Excel and right. on, yeah. on my Mac. So there you go. Yeah. Best of both worlds. It's, it's a combination. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Appreciate it, John. So I'm just going to put up some information here for the folks that are online to see and those who would either tune in to see or hear the podcast later. But could you tell them how they can make contact with you? If anybody wants to reach out to you, they need your expertise, your advice. Just share your social handles, please. Yeah, so so alchemycoachinginstitute.com is the best way because you can get to me um there's a facebook link there there's um an email address on there and i do offer a free 15 to 20 minute consultation to see if this work is right for you i don't you know i don't want to i don't you know i'm not one to rope you into anything this is something that's your call like i said you have to feel the call if it feels right to you or, or you're curious to know more you can call me we can go from there and you can see if it is the right fit or not for you. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing and such being such an engaging and wonderful guest on the program. John Hernandez, we have come to the end. And as we go, we want to remember to remind you that the three watchwords are health, happiness, and prosperity. Always seek to achieve that which is probably unreachable. And when I say that, I mean, don't think about the sky being the limit. Start beyond the sky, folks. There's no limit to what anyone can achieve or accomplish in this life if we only believe but act upon what we believe as well. We stand to bring that principle every time we focus on getting live in the breakout room. It's about your growth, your development, and your success. So the three watchwords, health, happiness, and prosperity. Until next time, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development in the Breakout Room, live with my guest, John Hernandez, saying so long, folks. Bye. Godspeed. God bless. Shalom. Namaste. Bye for now.